0: And then finally the Bears went defense, and they got Thomas Graham Jr., uh cornerback. I know some of these guys. I know it's, it's it's getting pie in the sky to expect all these guys to either make the team or to actually be someone that's really relevant when it comes to the team. But just to go off, go off for all of them, what were your thoughts on Thomas Graham Jr.?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a neat position. I thought maybe they'd go a little higher, uh, you know, for one. But, it, I mean, value-wise, I sort of figured he'd be a – third, fourth round guy, maybe early fifth. So that, you know, they got him in a great spot, I think. And, you know, just his his play production, when he did play, he opted out. Am I saying that right? Yes, he opted out last year. Had to think about that mm-hmm. for a minute. But he had three years of starting experience, and you saw him get his hands on a lot of balls. So I want to say he had, like, you know, seven or eight picks in his, in his career. He had a bunch of – I think he was – maybe the past defended uh, defensive uh past defense leader in 2018 i check mm-hmm. me if i'm wrong but i remember he had a bunch so he's a playmaker you know and, and again another not a super big guy i wouldn't say he's freakishly athletic or anything like that but good experience you know it seems like he has pretty good technique you know and there's an opportunity there right i mean there's I think there's a job there with the loss of Fuller and, and just a, a lack of depth in general. So, you know, I, I've I've heard good things about him. I have a I have a guy at the Oregon program who, you know, always who says good things about him and Javon Holland and, and some of the other guys. Brady Brees, who came out this year, um, it, it felt like he may have gone higher had he played last season and and, and kept adding to his numbers.
0: You know what? Going off of the Bears draft last year, what were your thoughts on Vildor since he's someone who may get get to snatch up that job opposite Jalen Johnson?
1: Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern. Yeah, he um, the thing that was pretty amazing was how many how many NFL talents he faced at receiver. And, you know, I mean, he went against Antonio Golden Gandy and a a few other guys who, you know, I, I try to remember who he matched up with. But they had some pretty good games that last year and they always stuck him on. One of the, the best, best receivers. Yeah. And it was just – that was sort of an eye-opening. That gave me, you know, a pretty good hope. And, and he's a feisty kid, it seems like. He's competitive. He got beat some some routes and I mean, some reps. But, you know, I mean, I, again, I'd have to kind of review my notes a little bit. It's been a minute since I watched him. But I remember coming out thinking – and he was down at the Senior Bowl and he was competitive down there. You know, I where he struggled down there were in the one-on-one drills where, you know, I mean, only the elite cover guys seemed to really have – you know, mm. consistent success. It's tough. You're on an island, right? You're right. against the guy. They can run anywhere. So uh, that was, you know, the one thing that stood out. But yeah, I'll be curious to see how he fits into the mix, too.
0: And look, finishing it out on defense with Kyrie's Tonga and Charles uh, Snowden. What were your thoughts on those two players?
1: Yeah. I mean, Snowden's really interesting because he's this sort of you know, body-wise, he's a little bit like Leonard Floyd, you know, I mean, Floyd was this sort of long, spindly, you know, kind of wiry guy for that size, whatever, um, and he has some intriguing athleticism and in length, I mean, that's the thing that stands out, he's like, you know, six foot six, basically, but lean, and so, you know, I've, I've kind of struggled with, like, there was another kid who went back to school, Coin uh, Dang from Cal, who was the same sort of guy where you thought, what is he going to be exactly in the NFL? And then I think mm-hmm. that – I suspect there was a little bit of that going on in in, um, in the meeting rooms as, as teams discuss these prospects. Like, he's got some burst. He had a three-sack game last year. Snowden, I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's obviously got the length. Uh, I want to say there was an injury at the end of the year, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he got hurt uh, and okay. missed a little bit of time. But sort of one of those fascinating athletic specimens you don't see come around very often that, that, those dimensions. And maybe they found a sleeper here, you know, maybe hmm. this is, maybe this is someone that they can kind of, kind of develop a little bit. Tonga. I mean, you know, he's, he was one of those guys who seemed like he got a lot of penetration, but didn't always make sacks or, or TFLs. So, you know, there, there were a couple matchups where I felt like he, he, he got held in check pretty well. And I almost wonder if he's not better as kind of a hold the point kind of guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and be able to sort of two gap a little bit. I mean, he's a big, thick, wide guy. Like he's not very tall, you know, the arm length is really short, but you know, he's built like a square almost. And so, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Just take on two two guys. Just take on two guys. And like, he's got some, a little bit of burst. Like he's not, you know, I wouldn't say anything's. He's, I know they used him on special teams too. He blocked a, a, a one or two field goals in college, and he actually ran for a touchdown too. So you might see like a goal line uh, full house backfield where he's at fullback, or you know, little little <laughs> fridge Perry kind and of thing going. A little on. fridge Perry, <laughs> yes. Back then, I mean, he he would have been even bigger than than the fridge, which is a bit oh, amazing to think oh, about. of
0: yeah. course, of course, when you think about it. So listen, how well did the Bears do overall in this draft? How where, how did you grade it out, Eric?
1: I think they were my favorite team. I, I would shock Ooh. me. I, I don't know that I I would have, you know, like if you told me a week before the draft that uh, they were going to have my highest graded draft, I would have been shocked. I would have said, "Okay, that means they went up and got one of the quarterbacks. What did they give up?" You know, but I didn't. I didn't think the cost. You tell me what you think. I mean, I kept looking at what they paid. and Everybody said, "Ooh, that's a steep cost." Look what no. the Niners paid. Going from 12 to three versus what the bears paid. I think it was a a
0: perfectly reasonable price. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you this. I was fearful and I I understand why people would say, do it uh, giving up three number ones for Russell Wilson, just because that's just a lot of draft capital, but it's Russell Wilson and thinking about giving up two number ones for one of these quarterbacks. I was leery, but I would have done it. You swapped your first round and right. you, only, you only gave up one number one pick. I love it. Um, I think it was, and of course, you, you have the fourth and the fifth, but still like you you held on to your second round pick and you ended up getting Tevin Jenkins, who I thought in my mock drafts that I, anybody asked me, I had Tevin Jenkins going to the Bears at number 20. So, right. and I mean I know most people did. I'm not saying it like oh, I'm some astute draft guy, but that that was the person that I always would say, Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins. So, so yep. no, I love what they gave up. I love the patience that Ryan Pace showed because you thought Ryan Pace would he would get taken. You thought in this situation because people knew he was thirsty and yeah. you thought you know someone was gonna be like he's gonna jump up high and we're gonna get him. So no, I I, I really I loved it. I mean, I was sitting there talking. To Tony Gill, where we were texting because we were about to uh, we had to do under center a reaction for it. Yeah. And I was like, I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to put my jacket on because I think the bears are about to trade up. <laughs> and th- literally 35, 40 seconds later, the Giants symbol changes to the Bears. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was like the next pick, not this pick. So right. I screamed. It was it was a joyous, it was joyous to say yeah. the least. So well, no Eric, Eric, I don't think yeah. they gave up a lot.
1: No, I don't either. And the craziest part is that, you know, Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM, you know, they asked him a week before the draft. He does his press conference. Hey, Dave, you've never traded down in a draft before. And he's, I refuse to be fleeced. You know, like he was, <laughs> you know it's, it's not going to happen, you know. So basically he just came out and was like, yeah, I'm not going to get taken on a deal. But, I mean, I think the value is reasonable. I mean, I get I it. And too. if Fields hits – who cares? They, may, they yeah. made they made the call. Listen, shout out to Dallas and the Eagles
0: for getting Devontae Smith so yeah. that that trade can basically take place. Good I, point. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you all the way. So listen, I I want you to say your division grades for the everyone in division, but also overall in the NFL. Who got your worst grade? It's a
1: good question. I I I can't remember off the top of my head. It might have been either the Texans and the Seahawks. One those two because they had the fewest picks. They had, was, yeah. <laughs> You know, and okay, they didn't hit grand slams every single one of them. So I think by by virtue of that, I think they were my lowest. I I, I was particularly harsh on somebody that I got a I got a call from somebody who was at uh, I forget I'm trying to remember, but yeah, oh the, my my Colts buddy called me and he was like, oh you didn't like our draft, huh? And I had to answer, I had to dodge that one a little bit and <laughs> tap dance and uh, well, you see, I've been trying to grade tougher this year. <laughs> Just pulling excuses. It's like my wife. Where were you? Where you been? Well, you see, honey, uh, I got distracted. I went over yeah, there. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I forgot what I was doing up there. And, oh, we were cleaning? No doubt. Wow. Right. Uh, but yeah, division grades. I like the Vikings approach. I mean, I think most of their picks made sense. Like I, you know, Christian saw getting him on the trade down, but if you're in their spot and you're, able probably easier than the Bears to go up and get fields why are you not doing it and then you're picking Kellen Mond at 66 or whatever I just that that was the only thing that confused me did they not love fields it seemed like they made kind of a half-hearted trade attempt to to get up there you know and and the Giants said no we'll take the Bears offer so that was the only thing that kept me back from really kind of loving it I love the Lions choices a lot of like B plus type picks you know Sewell on uh, Aleem McNeil, um, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I could mm-hmm. start for them as a rookie. I mean, like they – to get that kind of value at a need position in round four was great. So, you know, Brad Holmes, new GM there, I thought did a, a terrific job. One of my favorite sort of top-to-bottom team grades. The Packers I didn't like. I know I'm not alone in that feeling. I like some of their day three choices pretty well, but – I'm sorry. I never saw Eric Stokes as a first-round pick. Great athlete. Elite athlete. Maybe he taps into that talent. Um, I I certainly had some questions about the approach of, of the draft and how they went about sort of putting it together, but um, maybe it was just all that negativity around Aaron Rodgers that got me, like, <laughs> dragged me down with it. It's possible. It it's happens. Just, it <laughs> happens. So that may have been it.